When divorce, separation, or a stressed family structure is present, often children experience the worst of it. Parents, while trying to be there for their children, often can't see past what's going on with themselves. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Don knows firsthand about the issues that surround divorce, having experienced it herself as a young mother. Now, there is a forum for you to share and learn together. Here is your host, Don Christensen. It's amazing to be here with you today in this space. You are leaning in to reclaiming your life. I am your host, Don Christensen. I do have to let everyone know that my special guest, um, young 14-year-old Camille Perea, fell ill today, and she won't be in for um, for us today, but her and her mother are home. Um, mom's taking care of her, and we wish her the best to get better, and we're looking forward to having them on future episodes. So as always, there's a plan B, so on with the show. Today's topic is a critical one. All right, managing stress. Let's get rolling with From the Inside Out, Effective Ways to Manage Stress. I'm sure you can agree that stress is so disruptive to our lives and causes a lot of pain. We experience stress with bosses, coworkers, spouses, relationships, friends, young and adult children, parents, neighbors, even the animals sometimes that we have, right? You name it. What isn't stressful? And there is sometimes a lot of guilt caused by stress, especially if people are not proud of the way they've handled it in the past. I know that I am not proud of the way I've handled stress in the past. And so going over the research um, and, and putting together this amazing topic for you today really hit home again for me. And so I learn as well as... Um, you know, present this to you. Are you aware that stress has been named as the underlying cause of as much as 90% of all illnesses? 90%? Are you kidding me? Stress is one of the most common, yet least understood of all maladies in the United States. It's important that we become our own stress expert because our health literally depends on it and how we manage stressful events in our life. I'll share with you this. When I was in my 20s and going through the divorce with my son's father, I woke up one day and the entire left side of my body was numb. I thought I was having a stroke or a heart attack I thought I was dying and I totally, totally freaked out. I was rushed to the ER where I was examined and questioned about what I was experiencing in my life. I thought that was odd because, listen, doctor, I'm I'm dying here, right? The doctor told me I was not dying. I was not having a stroke, but that I was experiencing such extreme stresses that the stress caused my body to react in that way. That if I didn't develop stress management skills, that I would probably end up having a real stroke or a real heart attack. And let me just tell you that 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 scared the hell out of me. My son was like, what, maybe five years old at that time? If I didn't learn to manage my stress, I could have died and left my son in this world without a mom. That freaked me out. 
I bet everyone, well, I bet if I ask everyone the following question, I would get at least 10 different answers. So the question is, during the last week, what is something specific that caused you stress? I know that that might be a, a lot because if we go back a week, we might name a hundred different things that caused us stress, right? But, you know, you just need to think of one or two back over the next week. And as you do, now if you're in a position to write down, um, that's great. Write it down, jot it down. Or, you know, if just think, if you're in a car, or you're driving, or you're somewhere where you can't write this down, think about um, everything that happened that caused you stress in the last week. And if you're able to, again, as you write, be, spe- be as specific as possible, okay? Don't just write the word work. Write down what happened at work that caused the stress, such as coworkers complaining about a project or a boss asking me to write a report with an unrealistic deadline or a computer program that didn't work all of a sudden, it had a fatal error and it screwed up my deadline and I looked incompetent. Um, or if you have kids, Um, Don't just write down the world, my kids or children, put down specifically what they did or didn't do that caused you stress. I'll share something that came to mind when I first um, was addressing this for myself. Um, A stress for me is my time is is limited. My time is really valuable. I'm I'm um, torn between not torn, but I, I have specific things I specifically have to do at specific times you know, with with what I've got going on in my life. So time management and balancing work and personal life is very critical. So when I have solicitors calling my cell phone from the same company over and over and over again using different phone numbers that that are of my area code of my phone, and I tell each of them to take me off their call list and that I don't need their service, but please remove me from their call list. That person that I tell agrees. Oh, sure, we'll take you off the call list. And then five flipping minutes later, I get a phone call from the same damn company and repeat. And it's always a different person. I get 20 messages a day on my um, cell phone voicemail from the same company. I tell them over and over again for six months to stop calling me. (laughs) It's a borderline harassment. But... You know, that's a stress for me. And that's what came to my mind, uh, you know, initially that popped up when I was, you know, researching this and putting this together for you guys today. One of the reasons I like to do this exercise is to help people name their stress. There is an old adage that goes something like this. Name it, tame it. In other words, one of the first steps in dealing with stress is to name the stress. In my work, I found that there are some common stressors that people just like me and you face every single day. For example, money is a giant stressor in today's world. Don't you agree? And for some or most people, it's because they don't have enough, not that they have too much. Coworkers can cause a lot of stress for people. Um, This can range from coworkers who, instead of doing work, spend their time on Facebook or their iPod, right? Or co-workers who bring negativity to the workplace day after day after long day. Children who don't finish their chores or do their homework. 
If you're constantly saying to yourself, I feel guilty because I never seem to get everything done, look. Is there anyone here that gets everything on their to-do list done all of the time? Sometimes we can. It depends on how long our list is or how long it takes us to do something. Give yourself a break. Um, some stress, common stressors could be your spouse. If this is something that stresses you out, maybe he or she left the toilet seat up or down. Uh, the weather is too hot or too cold or too dry or too wet. A traffic jam caused you to be late for something that was very important to you. What about your children? They have the same stressors that we do. They're just labeled differently. School is their work. They deal with bullying issues. School demands and expectations. Parental demands and expectations or the lack of. Violent or tumultuous home or family life. Peer pressure. The list goes on, doesn't it? But okay, that's enough. I am starting to get a little stressed out by going over all the lists. Today we're going to look at what stress is, the good, the bad, and the ugly, some ways to categorize and manage the impact of stress in your life, and some stress management techniques. This is important because we all know people perform their best when their energy is and health is not compromised due to stress. And that leads me to my first point. Stress is a reaction or response to something that makes demands on your energy. When doing some research, I found some really interesting facts about stress. Although we can rest assured that the caveman, the cavewoman, and the cave teenager experienced stress, the term stress was not used as it is today until around the 1950s. A Hungarian-born Canadian named Hans Seile, I hope I pronounced that right, conducted the first research regarding stress and the human condition. His studies occurred in the 1930s, and then he wrote his first book called The Stress of Life in 1956. Up until Seile's work, a relationship between health and stress had not been documented, but trust me, it existed. Siley's work coined the word stress to mean a response of the body to any demand of change. Let me repeat that. Stress is a response of the body to any demand of change. Wow. Siley's book was the first of literary millions of writings about stress. In fact, if you Googled the word stress today, you would probably discover about 600 million articles about stress and over a half a million books about stress. We all know when we experience stress, and if we can't, the people that live and work with us certainly can. I can tell if I'm stressed out, my body gets really shaky. But an understanding of what leads to stress is not always clear, is it? Because what causes stress for one person might not cause stress for another. For example, um, Lonnie and Bess. Lonnie loves to ride the wildest roller coasters in the theme park. He likes to sit in the front seat and raise his hands above his head. And he reaches for the peak of the climb and laughs and screams in delight all the way down. But Bess, on the other hand, tries to avoid roller coasters and only rides as a concession to Lonnie. She grips the safety bar the entire time. Her eyes are shut, clenching her teeth, and prays for the ride to be over before she passes out. I'll let you in on a little clue. 
until I was about 15, 16 years old, I was Bess. I hated roller coasters. I bet you have had some similar experiences in your life. Something that energizes you, causes you pleasure, can just as easily be considered a stressor for somebody else. Maybe you enjoy going to a social event and that recharges you to meet new people or connect with friends. For another person, the thought of engaging in small talk over a table of hors d'oeuvres is enough to get their pulse rate up and their blood pressure soaring. The question is, if stress can be different things for different people, then what is stress? We'll find out after we take our short break. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests or people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. Wow. Welcome back. You know, before we went on the break, I posed the question um, that if stress is different things for different people, then what is stress? Well, this is what I've come to discover. Stress is a response to an event, any situation, and even thoughts that require you to use energy. (laughs) 
Now, I know that's a pretty bold statement because we have thoughts all the time and it sucks up our energy and what we do and and not every single thing that we do is a stressor, okay? Let me get that clear. I know that was a pretty big statement. That stress is a response to any event, any situation, and even thoughts that require you to use energy. But we're going to define some of that here. A stressor then is anything that causes a greater demand on your energy. What some of you may or may not know is that stress, some stress is good for you. It creates the energy required to get things done, right? For example, um, let's say somebody phoned you and announced that, hey, I'm coming over in an hour. I bet you 10 bucks that you could probably get half a day's worth of house cleaning done in 40 minutes. I've done that, so I know it can be done. And I'm not the fastest house cleaner, but it can be done if you really put your energy to it. Or let's say if your boss suddenly asks you to prepare a special report by the end of the day, then you're able to focus your mind, jump into action, and get the job done, even if you thought you'd have several days to work on it. That's also happened in my you know, experience in working in law firms that at a drop of a hat, you have to change your whole focus and you it's a stressor. It's like, holy crap, I've got to do this right now and I got only two hours to do it. All right, then let's get it done. And of course, we're all familiar with the urban legends of people who are able to suddenly lift heavy objects off of a person during a time of crisis or stress, right? Hans Seiley called this stress eustress. Now, that is spelled E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, eustress. When you're in this state, adrenaline and other hormones kick into high gear and you're able to accomplish whatever needs to get done. Don't you feel that? Like when you're under that kind of eustress, it's like, oh my God, I got to get this done. And, and Or God, I, gotta, I have a pile of this in the living room and I got to clean it up because this person's coming over. It's that kick of energy, that burst of adrenaline that helps us get through it. But let's be honest. How do you feel after one of those events? Are you exhausted? Depleted? Tired? I sure am. Because in the normal stress cycle, you need time after an exertion of energy to unwind. You need time to relax, regroup, and restore. In fact, please simply think of one or two things that you do to restore your energy. I take a hot bath with Epsom salt. Um, I could listen to my favorite chill music like Enya or the 80s music. Uh, My boyfriend will turn on some, you know, um, YouTube on the TV, and we just roll through some calming chill music and it helps us decompress another way to describe you stress is the term productive tension this was an interesting find for me productive tension is the boost of energy we need for getting things done right that's the adrenaline productive tension is motivating and productive tension can lead to high performance up to a point When productive tension is maintained over a period of time, then you begin to enter into the next stage of stress, which is distress. And I'm willing to bet that everyone listening knows exactly what distress feels like. I do. I I think one of the most important things we can take away from this is that productive tension is not meant for long term. 
It's that burst of adrenaline, that burst of energy that helps us get something done in a short period of time, but it's not meant to last over days and days and days. For one thing, when we're in a state of of productive um, tension, our hormone levels are escalated. That's where the energy boost comes from, and your initial reaction to... um, After your initial reaction, your body enters into a calming state in order for the hormone levels to return to normal. So if you stay in that high state of tension, the result will compromise your health. By the way, I'm not going to go into much detail about the impact of adrenaline and cortisol and all the other stress hormones in this episode. But if you would like to know more, please send me an email and I will send you a complimentary document on that. Speaking of stress and physical health, I bet everyone can point to a place in their body where stress shows up. For me, stress rears its head sometimes in my stomach. I get headaches and tension in my neck and shoulders. And if I let the stress go unmanaged, I am forgetful of everything. I mean, I'm on autopilot and I feel like like the stress is consuming me. Sometimes it even may look as as if we're third base coaches, right? We're pointing to our belly and our neck and our forehead. It's like we're giving a batter his or her signs for the swing or bunt. (laughs) We know that stress shows up in our neck, our head, our muscles, our back, our digestive system, even our jaws, right? We clench them. This is one way our body signals us to shift gears, guys. If not, we're going to experience prolonged stress or distress. And what happens when we experience distress? Here are some common behaviors that my clients have shared with me, and I bet some of these will remind you of certain moments in your life, too. I don't know if I should have a happy face or a sad face when I say that, but, you know, I can can laugh at myself for you know reading this because I'm like I'm, I'm laughing because I'm acknowledging that yeah common behaviors are when I'm in distress I can yell I can ignore people that I love or shut them out um, some people drink too much take dangerous risks abuse prescription or non-prescription drugs sleeping too much or not sleeping at all abusive and even violent behaviors or my personal favorite standing at the refrigerator with the freezer door open large spoon in hand and eating straight out of the ice cream container i've even stood in the middle of the kitchen and yelled at the microwave to hurry up that was a lovely time before we move on to some strategies to minimize stress i want to share with you some information about the differences between chronic and acute stress that I've researched. Chronic, as the word implies, is ongoing, constant, and reoccurring stress. Acute stress is shorter in duration and usually comes on suddenly and unexpectedly. Some examples of acute stress include things like a car pulling out in front of you and you're almost going to collide, right? Um, Your child's teacher phoning you to let you know there's been an accident. Uh, maybe your computer having a having committed a fatal error and you lost all of your work that you're doing on that project. Examples of chronic stress might include things like long-term care of a sick family member or friend. Maybe not being able to find a job after months and months of looking. And some people are experiencing that for now for sure. Unhappy relationships where you can just see no way out. 
money problems that seem to have no end. Now, obviously, the primary difference between chronic and acute stress is the duration of the stress. And after you experience acute stress, the idea is that you have a chance to regroup, decompress, a chance maybe to catch your breath. With chronic stress, though, you feel that the cause of the stress is never letting up. You don't see an end to the crisis. And for some people who experience chronic stress, it's even more important that you make relaxation techniques on a daily basis. And having said that, I want to emphasize that some people live their lives in such a hyper state that the acute stress accumulates from one event to another until they are actually experiencing the same physiological reactions as people who experience chronic stress. So let's talk a bit about reducing the stress in your life and stress management techniques. I like to put stressors in four different categories. The first type I want to introduce is environmental stress. Environmental stress is the stress that can do abs that we can do absolutely nothing about. Nothing. This includes some things like the weather. We can't control the rain or the heat. It also includes things like traffic jams, highway construction, green lights turning yellow, then red before you even get to them. This includes long lines in a grocery store, post office, airport security, and theme parks. My God, that's why I don't go to theme parks hardly. It's too much of a stress to wait in those lines. Since you can do nothing about environmental stressors, then you must let it go. Let go of the hold you have on them and how, it, how the hold it has on you. And I know that some of you are thinking that's easy for him or her to do or say, right? It's easy for Don to say that. But truthfully, do not lose your energy to things that you cannot absolutely do anything about. If you need to, Acknowledge the inconvenience and then just let it go. I know, I really know it's easier said than done. My boyfriend commutes from, you know, two hours one way to work. He deals with a lot of traffic and stress and and <clears throat> um, people cutting him off and rude. And, you know, that's a huge stress to, to drive two hours one way, you know, to work and back two hours, you know, every single day. So... I acknowledge that it's really easier said than done, okay? But if we practice that technique, we will master it instead of letting the stress master us, okay? Here's a little insight on one of, um, from one of my friends, Pam. She said that often when she finds herself dealing with something completely out of her control, she will have a negative, whiny, or even sometimes foul language reaction. And the moment she catches herself doing this, She simply starts to laugh out loud. Seriously. She says that she laughs out loud and reminds herself how absolutely silly she is to waste such energy on something that she cannot change. By laughing at herself, she changes her energy level and lets go of the situation. Now, that's not everyone's answer, but that's just an example from my friend Pam. We can have many examples, but for time's sake, um, just as a reminder... The secret of dealing with environmental stress is to let go and reframe your experience. 
When we return, we'll continue um, in learning the three remaining categories of stress or stressors and um, how we are learning techniques to manage the stress. Back in a few. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. All right, we are rolling through. We went, uh, before we went on break, we talked about uh, four stories talking about the four different categories of stressors. The first category we introduced was environmental stresses. Now we're going to get into the second category that I've, you know, I've formulated. Um, uh, The category of stress, relationship stress. You know, relationships uh, and the stress around relationships is caused by a breakdown of communication or poor communication skills uh, from the very beginning, you know, and, and I've, to be honest with you, I've experienced this um, in recent past. And one of the challenges of relationship stress is that when we experience stress in our lives, we often carry that stress over into our other relationships. Um, 
It could be stress of the relationship itself, or it could be unrelated to the person or the, or, or the relationship, but we're bringing stresses into um, that that relationship or, you know, or whatnot. And we've all been guilty of taking our stresses out on someone we love, haven't we? I mean, I am completely transparent here. I have been guilty of that. But I bet peop- uh, the people who live... The people you live with know your level of stress before you get completely through the door of your house or apartment, don't they? I mean, I can tell by the look on my partner's face if he's more stressed out than not. Um, In this case, make it a habit to catch yourself, adjust your behavior, and make amends if necessary. My clients often find that it's helpful when they are going through a highly stressful period to have an honest talk with the people they have um, close relationships with. The talk might go something like this. I want to let you know that I'm going through a really stressful time right now and probably seem a little short-fused or anxious. Most of all, I want you to know that my behavior is not about you, and I apologize if sometimes it comes across differently. Although I might not express it very well, I count on you to be on my team. Those words in and of themselves can help any relationship navigate through a stressful time. And I honestly think that it's worth repeating because one of my clients and I came up with this. And it's been so helpful, so I'm going to repeat it. A talk might go something like this. I want to let you know that I'm going through a really stressful time right now and probably seem a little short-fused or anxious. Most of all, I want you to know that my behavior is not about you, and I apologize if something or if sometimes it comes across differently. Although I may not express it very well, I count on you to be on my team. That's been very impactful um, for some of my clients that have actually used that. But then another source of stress is simply the inability of one partner or the other, and more often not, both parties to engage in healthy communication. Honestly, I can't give you a quick fix for learning to communicate more effectively. And we have discussed this in prior episodes about um, communication. And I've given you tips, but I don't have a quick fix for anything. But what I can promise you is this. If you recognize the stresses in your life, um, if you recognize the stress in your life is caused by poor communication skills, then you know what is causing your stress. But send me an email. I will respond to you with some suggestions and resources. It's all complimentary, of course. The third type of stress is work-related stress. This one is pretty big. It covers a lot of situations, and so I will share with you some of the most common work situations that create stress for employees. But before I do that, though, I want to ask you something. You know, many of you want to do a good job at work, don't you? <clears throat> this question has been asked of countless um, countless clients and people and surveys that I've done, and the answer has been overwhelmingly the same. Most people want to do a good job at work. So the next question is, then, why don't they? 
This is important because the feeling of not doing a good job at work is one that leads to employee frustration, stress, and loss of job motivation. It's been determined that some of the most common reasons that people don't feel they do a good job are unclear job expectations. If you and your boss or supervisor seem to be constantly in stress over what is getting done and what is not, then it would help to have a conversation to clarify the expectations and priorities of your position. Not enough resources, maybe, or not the right kind of resources. This can be difficult, but being able to recognize the need for help and then ask for help is difficult for most people and willingness to have an honest, non-blaming conversation and ask for what you need could help you alleviate stress. Another reason people have a lot of stress from work is due to the negativity or politics of the office. Now, I know I experienced this, you know, when I was working in corporate America in San Francisco. There was a lot of negativity and politics in the office from from employees um, and upper management. If you're a lot... But, you know, if you are not lucky enough to work in a healthy work environment, then it's even more important that you consciously decide not to participate in the negativity. As my friend says, be Sweden, take a neutral position. Once people realize that you will not participate in their agendas and games, they'll leave you alone. And that's actually what happened when I finally practiced that in my corporate America days. You know what? Let's take a poll. How many of you get enough positive feedback at work? Seriously, right now, where you are, you can still raise your hand if you get enough positive feedback or pats on the back at work. I don't have to see you to know that those of you that raised your hands are both lucky and in the minority. Unless, you know, usually less than 10% of people polled feel that they get enough positive feedback at work. Here's a suggestion. And please resist the temptation to roll your eyes when you hear it, okay? <laughs> um, it's been proven at work, though. <clears throat> or it's been proven to work, sorry. At the end of the day, don't remind yourself of what you did not get done. And don't focus on the lack of appreciation you feel. Do, however, take a moment to reflect on what you did well, the things you did accomplish. I know someone who does this and at the end of every day, they look in the mirror and say, good job today. Based on everything that happened at work and the resources that I had, I was able to blank. You fill in the blank and look at yourself in the mirror and say, good job. I know that sounds kind of dorky, but you know, it works. If you need that affirmation, you are a good worker. Doesn't mean that you have to have constant affirmation from your higher um, authorities. In other words, the most important thing that you recognize are your efforts, your accomplishments, and your value. You are valuable. And this brings us to the final category of stress, self-imposed stress. Oh boy, I saved the last, the best for last, didn't I? Self-imposed stress. I'm feeling anxious already. (laughs) Well, self-imposed stress is exactly 
what it implies, okay? It is the stress that we have when we never feel that we have done enough, tried hard enough, taken care of enough people, or been enough. I have to share with you uh, at this point, self-imposed stress has has been an issue of mine that I've had to deal with and, and address in my own personal life because I have this um, feeling or, or character in myself that I need to take care of people. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but when I start taking care of everyone else and everyone else's needs and ignoring my own, then it becomes not such a good thing. And um, I always do enough because I do, I do, and I do, and I do for everyone, right? Um but there has been a point in my life where I felt that I haven't been enough. I haven't been enough for myself. Or I look back and I have regret on things that I could have, should have done or whatever. And you know what? That's self-imposed stress, guys. We have to learn how to love ourselves and never, um, well, not never because we, we can fall into it. But, you know, really regulate our self-imposed stress. Our self-talk is full of the word should. I should have called my mom today. I should have baked cookies for my daughter. I should have played catch with my son. I should have been less critical today. I should have been more supportive today. I should have been this or I should have been that. I should have seen that coming. I should have figured that out. Shoulda, 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 shoulda. The voices that sometimes swirl around our head is like a solar system that can never end, right? One of my friends explained it this way, and I kind of like the explanation. We all have an invisible person who stands on our shoulder and shouts in our ear. Things like, a caring mother would, a good worker would, you should. Here's the best solution that I know for this. I want you to stand up and flick the imaginary person off your shoulder. We'll follow it to the ground and look it straight in the face. Then smile and nod your head. Right? Seriously. And come to think of it, I was serious about flicking that person off your shoulder. Self-imposed stress can be the most debilitating of all. It saps us of energy, it deflates our ego, and it causes our self-esteem to plummet. When we come back, we're going to wrap this up with my message about self-imposed stress and some stress management techniques that can help you in managing your stress. Back in a few. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My Favorite Coffee Story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. All right. Thank you for continuing to lean in as we transition to the conclusion of this episode. Um, Before we left for the short break, I told you that I was going to, you know, get over or let you know my message about self-imposed stress. And that message is this. Nobody is at their best. Nobody is full of energy or enthusiasm for that matter. When their self-esteem bucket is empty. So first, flick that annoying voice off your shoulder and make a commitment that will take steps to boost your self-esteem. That ties into the self-imposed stress. You can do this by learning to see yourself as as competent and valuable. I'm not going to pretend that it's easy to do, but I believe in you and that you can do it. So far, we've reviewed that stress is, or what stress is, rather, and we've categorized stress into four categories. So next, I'm going to very briefly share with you four ideas on how you can minimize the effect negative effects of stress Um, and any of these practices if done on a regular basis 
okay, can help you maintain a healthy state of being so that stress does not debilitate you or compromise your health over a long run. I know that some of us have felt debilitated. I have felt debilitated. I can go and go and go and go and go and not and think that I'm managing stress. And I come to a point where it just hits me like a two by four in the face or a Mack truck running me over. And then my body would freak out. So understanding the levels of managing stress, even at the smallest thing, you know, don't let it get out of control, guys. Consider these the best of the best stress management techniques that I've discovered and that my clients use too. So one of them is breathing techniques. I don't know if anybody has ever been to a really good massage therapist, but there was this gal who um, in in a local area that um, was part of one of my business groups and she was a massage therapist. And she taught me breathing techniques during a massage which I'm like, I'm just going to breathe, right? No, there's certain breathing techniques that help you relax and uh, affect your nervous system in a positive way, especially while you're getting massage. So anyway, by engaging in a slow, deep breathing, you can produce a calming effect in your nervous system. In turn, your stress hormones dissipate and your energy is restored. So deep breathing, deep breathing is a simple um, but very effective method to relax. It works well in conjunction with other relaxation techniques such as progressive muscular relaxation, relaxation imaginary, and meditation to reduce stress. To use this technique, take a number of deep breaths and relax your body further um, with each breath. That's all there is to it. Breathe from your belly. If you breathe from your belly, it's like breathing deep breath and your belly pushes out like you're pregnant or something. And then you, oh, you release that breath. Abdominal breathing or three-part breathing, right? Place your hands on your belly. Hands go out with your belly on inhale. In on the exhale. Repeat until you feel relaxed. Alternatively, start with the abdomen and expand the chest and shoulders and then reverse the exhale. Um, Another breathing technique is breath counting. It may be helpful to count on inhale and exhale. Five seconds in, five seconds out. Or four, seven, eight. Inhale four seconds, hold for seven seconds, and exhale slowly for eight seconds. The freeze frame technique. Um, this is a book that, or this this technique is from a book um, called Transforming Stress, right? Step one is to see and pause. Recognize the stressful feeling. See it, visualize it, then pause. Heart breath. Take a deep breath. Make a sincere effort to shift your focus away from the racing mind of, of distress. Uh, your racing mind, or disturbed emotions to the area around your heart. Pretend you're breathing through your heart to help focus your energy on the area. Help 
or keep your focus here to, you know, maybe for about 10 seconds or so. Step three, recall and feel. Recall a positive, fun feeling um, or time you've had in your life and attempted to re-experience it. Focus on the feeling rather than the thoughts or visual image. Activate the positive emotion. There are other steps, you know, for, you know, breathing techniques that um, have been very, very helpful with relaxation. And there's also the progressive muscular relaxation and the techniques for erasing mind, the relaxation response. You know, there are some steps to follow for that, to follow for that. And if you'd like some more information about that, please shoot me an email. Um, The second technique that I would like to share with you is the mindfulness technique. Mindfulness is paying attention to your feelings, thoughts, sensations, and experiencing in the moment. It's a method of focusing only on the moment, right? What's going on around you, and it engages your senses. There's also self-talk. As we discussed briefly before, it's important that I want to mention it again. Shift your self-talk to asking the question, what can I do to make this a good experience? Be aware of what you're saying to yourself and change any negative language into positive language. Control versus no control. I mean, ask yourself, really, can you control this? What you can control or, yeah, what you can control is your reaction, okay? Each of these steps is powerful, and they're tools that will help, um, if consciously practiced, reduce the impact of the stress that your um, the stressful reaction of your body. It'll give you more energy and help you experience more control. And as a reminder, earlier in the program, I asked or um, you all listed activities that brought about stress relief for you. Make it a priority to set aside some time on a regular basis to engage in those activities. I constantly have to remind myself to do that. Life is absolutely full of stress causing events, right? Every single moment of every day could be a stressful event. It seems that with each passing year, the speed of life increases. We are bombarded with rapidly changing technology, population explosions, natural disasters, unnatural disasters, and so on. Our world becomes cluttered. Our minds become overwhelmed. Our energy becomes depleted. And at times, the feelings of hopelessness can be overwhelming to us. Perhaps we would benefit from the words, uh, the wisdom of Don, Don Zay Pace. He said, Stress is the trash of modern life. We all generate it, but if we don't dispose of it properly, it will pile up and overtake our life. Make sure you tune in next week where we're going to tackle how to beat burnout before it beats you. Until then, here's hoping that you achieve great success in keeping your stress trash can empty. Until next week, stay blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Reclaiming Your Life. Be sure to join Don Christensen for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we speak again, have a good week.